Hi, buddy. <laughs> What's going on? <coughs> what the hell? Man, I need to turn this down. Dude, I turned on the warm. computer and instantly it went, <clears throat> it went, uh, update needed. Uh-huh. So I pushed, uh, no, but then I updated the mic and then it says, um, you know, are you done or whatever? So I pushed yes. Then the computer like froze. It wouldn't do anything. I'm like, what the hell? So I had to restart it and then it installed the, the update anyway. It was like, what, what is going on here? Uh-huh. I think it's I'm called, at that year where Dell starts like messing with your computer. So they go like, you have to buy another one now. Or it's like the cell phone providers. Yeah. At that year that you've said, no, do not update five years into it. It says, F- you, you're updating. No, no, I, I update all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you really? He updates us. That was, yeah. I, well, I only update, updates well, I, us. I lied. I update all the time unless I'm working on something on ShowSim where uh-huh. I, I have to get that done first, then I won't do it. Like for the or longest. It's important. Yeah. If it's mm. something I know that an update might mess something up, I'll wait till I'm finished with that. I think there's programs out there that are programs that you get really hesitant to update, you know? Yeah. Messenger. Um, Mally, I don't think is one okay. of those programs, or at least it wasn't. Um, I was going to say, didn't you just have an incident? I, well, oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Will comes out with updates like every other day. I mean, it seems like every time I log in, there's a new one. I just don't right, ready in. to go. What'd you change? <laughs> I don't know. It's like you glaze over reading the change log notes until it bites you in the butt. Until mm-hmm. all your fireworks are pink. So did you Jamie, get your computer updated? Yeah. Jamie, did you update your mic? I don't know. Um, a new version is ready for installation later. Oh, okay. <laughs> did we ever figure out I, what the distortion was? AJ? Oh, did you find out when you, did you hear me in the thing? Well, no, you said you were going to look and see if when I said, uh, what the f- was that? It was, no, it wasn't that. That was Jamie making the Donald Duck oh, voice. <laughs> that one. No, the, it was. Oh, go ahead, no. Uh, I think you didn't. You say you lost connection. Yeah, for a lost connection. It, it said um, connection <clears throat> disconnected, and then it said reconnecting, and then it reconnected. But it's weird. I could hear you guys the whole time. I don't <clears throat> know. That might have been it because there was nothing before that. And then all of a sudden, it just sounded like you know what a bad XLR cable sounds like. Yeah, I heard it. You know, it's um, like that. Yeah, Skywars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Kind of sounded like that, but not because I heard digital noise in there, which I get that all the time, mm. but it's usually in like studio monitors or when I have the brightness up on uh, the monitor too high and then whatever, like the, my guitar pickups, I'll pick it up or my microphone will pick it up. It's odd, but it sounded digital. So first thing That's I thought odd. was, hmm, I wonder if he... Had any, any any new USB devices? Hmm, nothing. Hmm. What I am trying to figure out right now, ever since I did this update, my mic doesn't show how loud it's getting on the mic. Like it's showing it's picking up everything. Hmm. And I sound way louder than I normally There's do. There's a button for that. Hmm. Oh, that's what it is. They changed that. There we go. Let's try that right there. 
Perfect. Man. That, oh, that's bow. Damn it. I'm I can't like, find that. that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, have a mouse that doesn't make any clicky noises. You can't hear it when you're podcasting. It doesn't help your keyboard. <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. You can't use a keyboard when you're podcasting at all. Mm. Ugh, this is going to drive me nuts now. Welcome to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. Where Rosie, AJ, and Jamie ignite your passion for pyromusical show design while testing the very limits of your capacity for stupid. That's not it. Where did I put it? What are we talking about? That mouse. <laughs> I can't find it. Is that what we're talking about? Oh! Oh, that makes me angry. <laughs> it's the one one five. Welcome to the Rhythm Pirate Podcast. I'm Bo. That's Julio. The A is silent. Julio. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hola. Uh, I thought about that when I was having a burrito. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so racist. Get a kick out of it. No, it's not racist at all. <laughs> It's hey, the first time, first time I met you, when you, you know, when you're like, hey, my, you know, I'm AJ. And I'm like, that says Alfredo. I'm like, I really enjoy that Italian dish. Really enjoy that Italian dish. I just call you Alfredo Pasta. Mm-hmm. What's up, AJ? How you doing? Not bad. And yourself? Good. Glad you got your computer working. Are you going to introduce Jamie or just me? I'm getting to it. I was yeah. asking you how you were doing. It's Hardly the Alfredo pasta. Oh my God. Well, usually it's fine. I don't care how you are it. anymore. How you doing, Jamie? I'm great. Thanks for asking, Bo. How's your... Uh, I don't want to talk your, about it. Your, <laughs> wow. Your HVAC. HVAC adventures in the crawl space. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. waiting for me to crawl under there. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> well, you got the gas pipe done. Yes. Still so, holding there too. See, you're good to go, man. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I guess once we get done with this, I'll go in there and actually pull out the other furnace. How many furnaces do you have? I have one under there and one out here. Whoa. The one out here needs to go under there, but the one under there needs to come out here first. Oh, I got you. I see what you're doing. <laughs> it's musical I furnaces. I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> We're hobbyists and semi-professional pirate show designers, big fans of the modern pirate musical in this podcast is a place where we can get together and talk shop, talk art, share some tips, tricks, and news and insights with you on some fireworks. And there's no point in asking either of you how you are because we already did that. Because I'm great. <laughs> uh-huh. You're great. Yeah. I was thinking about this last, well, probably last week um, when we wrapped up the other one. Next week, I think we'll do something educational, do something like simpty related. But uh, what do you guys think about talking about unique show experiences? I think that'd be kind of cool. Unique show experiences? Yeah. Can you use so it like, in a sentence. Yeah, define. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess as pirate musical designers, every, every outing, you know, we hope that it's unique. Um, and to a degree, it probably is. I mean, this is a very subjective topic, right? You know, what's unique to you is 
probably may not be unique to somebody else and vice versa. But I mean, I think we all work on enough, you know, normal shows. I, you know, you know shows that wouldn't be considered super different as far as you know, the American pyrotechnics industry goes, you know, standard shell shows and, um, some club shoots and things like that. But every once in a while we get to depart and, and do kind of cool stuff. And I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of prefacing this just a little bit. I have a, I, a smidgen of cool things to talk about. I mean, this year I got to do several really unique shows. You know, we got to shoot, shoot a ballpark, um, two or three times actually. And then we got that a parade fun. float. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. We got a parade float this weekend. It's going to be <laughs> extremely unique. <laughs> Mobile fireworks? Mobile fireworks. Nice. Wait, so you're shooting fireworks off the uh, float now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got prox effects. Oh we're shooting God. off of the float. So it's not just 20 billion DMX cues. Nice. Yeah. Right. That prox stuff is, the prox stuff is interesting, man. At the ballpark that we shot at, um, over the summer, we got to use some of it when we had our show, when we shot the celebrity softball game, when we were down on the field, because, you know, you can, you know, obviously we used standard one four because we had the fallout zone for it. Um, some pro line stuff, but some of the prox effects, like little itty bitty prox effects, you know, we would have our one center position out in center field and then boom out in left field, left, left center and right center. We had two tiny boards with just prox effects on it. And I think I even said it on the podcast. that was around that time. Like I don't have a ton of experience with that stuff. So it was one, it was really cool, but something I thought was a little interesting was, you know, you're so used to, taking single shots that you want dead nuts on a beat when you're trying to present that stuff in a choreographed fashion on a big field where you account for, uh, you know, the spacing between the device itself, uh, the music source, basically the music source and, and you or your audience, right? You bake in pre-fire time to kind of help you close that gap to make it more accurate. But when we did the ball game in the summer, I didn't realize, like I didn't do any kind of pre-fire testing then. And, you know, of course, everything was just this complete flop. Like it was all off because I didn't account for it. So the parade float was interesting because when we did some testing with that stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to really try to get it right this time. The pre-fire times that I kind of settled on were um, about a, just about a tenth of a second. Because I, what I figured for the parade float was, you know, that little proc stuff, I mean, it's gone in an instant. I mean, you fire it and you might see an effect for just a second, but, you know, we're only shooting like 20 and maybe 30 foot prox effects. But the effect itself, the perceived effect is just out of here quickly. It, it goes and burns. So what I figured was, it's a parade float. So since people are going to be really close to it, you know, I would like to try to get my percussions, what little percussion there is for those prox effects to hit right on the beat. So when I did testing this past week, it was, um, it was interesting. So I filled up a board worth of three or four different things and basically this, you know, the same effects. And I would just 
put like a click track um, into Finale and then I would just offset cues. And what I found was close-ish was probably a tenth of a second. What do you think makes so difference between that stuff and like your standard? Your proximity to it, really. The proximity is a, a, a piece of it. Have you guys ever been around prox effects? I mean... The closest thing I've been to is confetti cannons at graduations. The effect is so quick, man. It's so quick. But what does I it mean, have to do with the pre-fire? So your your pre-fire oh, time. I see. I you're saying because yeah, yeah. then it's so quick that mm. when you fire it, it's it ends pretty much as the beat's ending for that part because it's not like yeah. something that carries on. I got gotcha. you. Correct. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Gotcha. Like with standard one four one four pro, right? When you're shooting that in a pyro musical setting, uh, you have some cushion, but I, I don't think we are messing with the cushion so much as we are trying to figure out what part of the effect itself makes the most sense for the feeling that we're trying to convey to the audience, right? Because you could do, you could use like a volley of minds a, a, a slew of different ways, right? I mean, it could be a really quick burning effect, even like the, the super quick minds with just a, a standard color star that, you know, super bright, super vibrant, you, know, you fire them to accent a beat or you could take those and then, you know, you try to fan them to create something bigger, but then that whole shaping, you're trying to do something with the shaping to convey a feeling in the music. But what I found was super difficult with the prox effects was you fire it, you barely see it. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, it was kind of crazy when you put this stuff on a board, it was just like a little, you know, a little meteor with a tail, but I mean, you fire it and I mean, it's gone in less than a second. So it was almost like after seeing it, it made me think what's going to have the most profound effect on a crowd. I figured the percussion made the most sense. I mean, am I crazy? You know, if the effect is not super prominent or am I nuts? I don't know. I've never shot that stuff, but I mean, if pins on the beat you're using or what you're actually trying to, you know, emphasize in the song. Yeah. If it's quickly done, then yeah, you could do it. If it's something that, like a, a note that drags on for a second, then maybe it'll look funny because it won't last as long as the note. I mean, it's with, in your case, with you moving, it's going to be different too because your sound's moving. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like the, mm, totally the true. sound system sitting in the back of the pickup truck, right? We got the pickup truck <laughs> and we got the crate so float. And then, yeah, I mean, it's literally <laughs> six feet away. From the float um you know and the effects are really cool i think it's a it's a handful of that like uh i think it's next effect stuff and then uh i believe there's some res in there um i mean they're really cool little effects they're just gone in an instant i mean this is like stage quality stuff you know it's the stuff that you see in concert venues and rammstein <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know. Some of that stuff lasts a little longer in their shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait. Where can I get one of those backpacks? <laughs> I want the bow and arrow that catches on fire. He spins around. Ooh. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. Who was it? Who uh, was David in Octoblast? Not not our David, David Anglin, but uh, David BPG David. One of the BPG Davids was telling us that. Um, I think he got to see uh, Ramstein in concert and he was just elated with him. Because I guess, I, I don't know 
I mean, you know, I, I enjoy their music, but like, I, I don't listen to them a ton. Um, but I guess like he was, you know, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, the guy's a, the lead singer is like a pyro science. And I guess it would be pyrotechnics. I mean, if you're trying to find new cool ways to light stuff on fire or shoot as much, uh, gasoline as Bill Corbett would put into a, <laughs> a mortar in one concert off of your back or your body, then sure. Do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. They've been doing that stuff for a long, long time. Yeah. That's a cool show, dude. They had some wine rockets in some of their shows that I thought were really neat. Yeah, they also um, do some really weird stuff that you're like, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember you. them. I don't, I don't know if they do it anymore. <laughs> I haven't really followed them in a while, but back in like high school, <laughs> some of their stage stuff was like, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should say it on here. <laughs> it's like not even close to PG-13. Yeah. That was Rammstein that back in early 90s. And nowadays, Butter you just can't dish. put on Medusa. That's all duty. I remember is a song. Uh, that's all I remember in that song. Bark dish. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for that. Because now I'm going to have to figure out how to spell that in German so I can figure out what you just said. <laughs> I'm sure. Is I that a song there. title? I don't know. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's just Great. what he says over and that's the only word in that whole song I know. We will put something <laughs> in a curse jar just in case. Uh-huh. When it comes to... Uh, yeah, just to get ahead of it, just in case. <laughs> Let's. We'll go around the, the table here. So, nice. <laughs> Jamie, Let's. Uh, we'll start with you. What kind of cool unique show experiences have you had? And I guess, cause again, this is a totally subjective topic, right? Uh, I mean, I'm nothing crazy or anything like that. You know, sky Wars is, you know, special, but you know, more of the effects of doing say a tower and incorporate it into a show. That's, that's unique. Um, recently on Octoblast, we took the tower to the next level and entered as DMX lights and signs and, some other little special effects just to make it a little different. But other than that, I've not done a lot of crazy stuff. Some DMX lighting's pretty cool and learning some of the things you can do with that to incorporate it in with the pyro so it doesn't negate from the pyro or deter from it and accents it. So learning that unique effect and actually utilizing it in a way where they work together is actually kind of cool. Um, and I'm interested to learn a little more and make it where they just flow freely. And it's like, Oh, that was cool. That makes sense. Versus pyro and DMX shouldn't be put together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes it shouldn't, but you know, I'm learn want to learn how to make them work together. Cause I think it's pretty cool if you do it right. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, totally. The way you guys use it, though, is different than what how it really came out. You know, people are like, oh, look at the pretty lights for a little bit. You guys are actually using it to, you know, make it seem like the voice is speaking to you or you know, highlighting sections. <laughs> Got to put the video up, Bo. Yeah, we're getting there. I'm all about Bo's seven busy. videos backlogged. Everybody's like, what are they Seven videos about? backlogged and uh, that light that I told everybody that was on the float. So, you know, like I've got your bar lights, 
um, <laughs> on one side of the float. I got mine on the other side of the so float. You added more lights. Oh yeah, I did. I knew if I gave them to you, you'd be like, oh bad. I did. <laughs> well, I, so we had the one mounted on the back of the float, right? And it was we have an OPAG sign right on the back. Of, yeah. and like the, the float's really cool, dude. Like Brian and Doug and and all of these guys, like they've been working tirelessly to make this this really kick ass looking. It's a it's a flatbed that they converted into like a graveyard. They've got a crypt, oh, like a cool. graveyard in the middle, um, and then they got a mausoleum on the back. It's like ten dude, feet that's tall. Freaking awesome! Oh, you should have seen how awesome it was when they were taking the earth mover and shaving Brian's uh, gravel driveway to get it out. Are you serious? Deadly. (laughs) Deadly. Deadly. That's bad. Uh Because, well, they did use a measuring stick. They 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 measured originally. They the tires first. Uh, That's a good idea. Man, where are you when I need you? (laughs) You when I need you. I should have, I really should have taken pictures of it. But like they. You should have texted, you should text Brian's like, you should have let the air out of the tires. <laughs> <laughs> they built this thing. It's 10 feet high. The mausoleum on the back of the flatbed uh, on the trailer is it's about 10 feet high. It's got a door on it and, you know, the generators are going to go in there. Um, you know, some of the high, some of the, the prox effects are going to go on the top level of it. So they look like they're coming out of the top of the mausoleum. But what they're using inverters, inverter yeah. generators. Yeah. Yeah, we got a, a Nate's bringing um, OPAG. Nate's bringing his Predator generator. I'm gonna pack mine, and then because I'm nice. throwing the 230 watt moving heads on there too. I got oh, set up. Dear God, I know. <laughs> I got the, it's the gonna be like a small city from a distance. Oh, it's crazy. That's cool. But like, they built the mausoleum to you know it's 10 feet high but then they have the cap on top of the mausoleum with the decorative stuff and brian was telling me while they were they were moving the earth to try to get this thing out of the pole barn he's like yeah we fully intended on removing it you know we were going to take the top off to transport this thing um but you know they wanted to pull it out and take pictures and stuff so they were like you know what (laughs) one in rome let's just see if it fits (laughs) Let's see if we can get it out. Just swing it. That's my Uh motto. And they did. And they got uh, after, I don't know, call it 63 passes with the mover, Um, you know, and literally no more gravel. I mean, we're down to like (laughs) bare bedrock. (laughs) Brian was like, yeah, dad's going to love that when he sees it. (laughs) But we got it out. Um, It was just too tall. What what was it? No, it was too tall. Yeah. What was it hitting though? Trees. They had... Oh. No, it wasn't not the trees. It was the the top of the pole barn. So like when we pull it, oh, pull it like the entrance to the like the garage. He just envisioned his driveway yeah. and all the yeah, trees. Well, I know he said out of the driveway. So I was thinking, I'm like, what does he yeah. have like a like something that no, goes over yeah, his not driveway a or something? You got to remember, man. I live in a subdivision. <clears throat> this was like a <laughs> Brian's got the most beautiful property ever. Oh my but, god! You know he's got like. Um, I have dreams I, about his property. <laughs> I wish, man. I mean, Nate's I wish pro- I had a place I mean, like Nate's that to shoot on, on Brian's property. <laughs> uh, Shooting pyro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would agree, dude. I, I think that anytime you you get excited about some aspect of your show, you know, and and being pyromusical designers, and you know, this being a podcast that really you know, is kind of tailored to and, and really focuses on the design aspect of things. It's 
it's kind of hard to say or or use the phrase unique shows, you know, because every time you have an outing, you hope that it's something unique, you know, because if it's not, then I don't know, like how much fulfillment do you really get out of that? Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess not every show is completely unique, but it's unique enough where every show you do is <clears throat> every song you do. It's always something different. It's always a different design. At the same time, it's always a different experience, not just for you, but for the people you're shooting it for as well. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's different when, you know, say for instance, you know, Dale's people see the show once a year like that. That's true. And I shoot the shows <laughs> like that, you know, six, seven, eight, nine times a year. So I see a lot more of it for them. It's something new. It's, it's more, it's more enjoyment for me to let other people be excited about it just as much. I want other people to enjoy it just as much. My fun yeah. is more in designing the show and setting it up and, and that kind of thing, shooting the show and seeing it and everything is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but like, I just enjoy fireworks. So the whole aspect of everything that comes up leading to the actual show so is like almost more work. fun. It's not so much work though. That's the thing. It's like you get to play with fireworks. I mean, yeah, it sucks, but there's not a person here. that's going to be like, Oh, it's the most like amazing the thing in the world. You like the creativity. I get it. Yeah. But I also like, you know, ripping stuff apart. Like I do. I mean, like this wedding I've got coming up. Why did I rip a cake apart? So I have a hundred and like 50 something cues of single shot tubes out of cakes that I ripped apart. It's a lot of work for maybe like 30, 40 seconds in a song. We're talking about the marriage. <laughs> but or I enjoy that. Wedding. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? It's a terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible. Uh, I said, you said 30 to 40 seconds. I said, are we talking about the marriage or the wedding? <laughs> oh my God. Hopefully not the marriage. <laughs> Actually, like, uh, I think I told one of you or maybe both of you, I'm not sure, but the, I think it's the niece of the guy who owns Tito's Vodka. So, oh, that's right. Hopefully that's I cool. get to meet him and be like, Hey man, love your drink. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you want to sponsor us? He's like, Bye, man, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. Let's see what my wife can do with your vodka. <laughs> here's a, wow. here's a card rhythm pirate podcast. <laughs> I'll yeah, on there. <laughs> Have your people call our people, <laughs> and if nobody picks Rhythm up with the message, we'll call you back. Sponsored by Tito's uh, Vodka. Yeah, <laughs> where well, we all drink responsibly after the show. Yeah. Hey, we got uh, we got ten thousand downloads now. We can put that on a business card and start giving it to people. Like, hey, check this That's out. That's right. Hot ten thousand business cards. <laughs> ten thousand business cards. Yeah, <laughs> we'll spend those uh, ten thousand theoretical dollars on fifty dollars worth of business cards, so we can hand them out. I guess uh, you guys are more into the DMX stuff because I don't have. I'm not into that knowledgeable part yet. So that's a lot more unique stuff that's coming out, and you guys are really digging deep into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only thing that I did this year that was maybe unique is using the five towers at sky wars other than mm-hmm. that i didn't really do you know anything out of my norm i guess but your innovation starting with a tower just in what the last three years you've just seen things blossom to all oh, more people are using towers more people are using five towers more people are like let's build a platform and call it a, you know but what do you call those things 
the alphabet. Let's build a platform out of. Yeah, let's build a platform to the sky. You know, let's call it Babel. Out of pallets. Um, <laughs> build it out of pallets. Are you in a uh, bow time? You said three years time. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which is 2024. We're in 23. I said two or three years, whatever it is. Pay attention. Keep no, up. You, said you three. need to focus. Uh-huh. You need to focus. I'm in 2025 now. So. <laughs> You guys are doing. I don't even know what day it is, and you want to talk about years? <laughs> what day is it? Yeah. I don't well, know. I, Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, well, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I mean, you know, like Sky Wars is unique. You know, any way you spin it, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's probably it's it's unique because it's special, and it's special because it's unique. You take all of the stuff that makes it, you know, cool on the surface, like. It, it being a really large community event and it's a chance to perform in front of a bunch of people. It's a competition. So you take all of that stuff away and you still have an extremely unique, unique experience. Ex- well, unique experience in the fact that like, how often do you get to shoot on a field that big? Almost yeah. never, you know, you can make some, you can do some really cool things on, on really large fields. And you know, that in and of itself is special. Just ask Nate. How wide's his field? Hundred huh. feet. You could probably invite him anywhere to shoot, and he'd be <laughs> yeah. giddy. hey, I got an acre. Are you excited about that? It's <laughs> 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 twice my shoot site. <laughs> it's amazing yeah. what he does. Hmm. Even narrow shows, though, because if you take any one of us, I mean, you know, AJ, I think you you were saying that the wedding uh, shows pretty narrow. Right. Yeah. It's like 200 and from tree to tree, it's like maybe 230, 250 feet. So you mm-hmm. can't really shoot anything. I mean, you can't stick a camera on the far left and shoot Bigger it to the far line. right at yeah, like a 70 right. degree because it's going to go into the trees. Yeah. That's and the there's, part. there's a really expensive houses out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why they got insurance. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly the phone call I want to make. Hey, um, um sorry. <laughs> Just tell me you lost your golf ball. Right? <laughs> it was a golf ball. It was a golf. It was a flaming golf ball. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever played that game? Hot Shots Golf? Mm. I used uh, to play that. I love that it's game. Yeah, it's a video game. Yeah. It is. I used to play the one at the bar too with the rolly ball. Golden tea. That's it. <laughs> That's my favorite bar game. That's when it. I was a kid. Uh huh. Oh boy, what a money pit that is. <laughs> when you were a kid, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When I'd file, want to follow Uncle Jim to the bar. He'd take me in there. My parents worked me at 20. the bar, so I was always in the bar hanging out. Mm-mm. Yeah, I remember finding twenty dollars some- out behind the tree. The guys always peed around. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I found twenty dollars on the ground around the tree that you, all the did people you spend it on the bar video games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my man. Yep. They got my, my free man. RC colas. Is RC cola? <laughs> RC thing cola. Boy, I tell you what. Back in uh, whatever year, I can imagine that would have been. I can only fathom how many RC colas one could buy with a, with twenty bucks. Uh, well, yeah. I think it was spent more on golden tea and pinball. Hmm. You hungry? No. Well, I mean, this kid has RC eaten for three was only days, 25 but... cents, wasn't it? Well, yeah, dude. There's like, you know, RC was, uh, you know, all of the candy cigarettes uh, were still a thing. 
that they still are. <laughs> but a real thing, like actively sitting on the shelf for 15 cents to buy a box. <laughs> RC and moon pies. <laughs> yeah. So I do have something planned next year, though, that'll be uh, unique. Ten towers? <clears throat> no, uh, oh, I'm using God. the towers, but no, with no wheel on it. I have an idea to, to do something. That's cool. If it works, I'm going to call it the Flaming car wash. Dancers. The, f- the Julio? No, I'm going to call it the, <laughs> the car Julio wash. Shower. The car wash. The car wash. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I get it. You're going to put some singles on it, and then uh, you, know, you drive your car right through the middle, and then air coming at you. What the hell? No. <laughs> Not doing that? No. I got I to gotta try it first and see what it's going to look like. So it's going to be... Getting the distances set between them, that's going to be the most important part. Yeah. I don't know. I've got a couple sims and might look cool on there, but you actually have to test it to make sure it's going to work out that way. Interesting. Mm. That would uh, be an easier setup for sure, I would assume. Not having all that weight on the top of the pole. Yeah, that wheel wheel is a pain. But think about all the shots I got to put on the wheel. Like it's going to be, I mean, on the wheel, on the, on the, uh, on the tower, tower itself. Because each one's going to have to be either hot glued or supported somehow. Hey, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to add any more weight <laughs> to the tower itself. <laughs> and these are going to just be, again, smaller effects. So, you know, 22s mm-hmm. are... Just drill holes to the tower. Kind of things. <laughs> yeah. Weaken it. <laughs> Swiss, Swiss cheese, cheese baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, take a whole drill and you got something to put your single shots in. That's right. That's a 30 millimeter hole. That doesn't go there. <laughs> but I mean, if both of you guys show up next year, then I would have all the help I could use and be perfect. Well, I hope your battle scar sciatica nerve is healed by then. Oh, yeah. I'm more of like a, you know, I more of a clipboard carrier than I am a worker. You worked hard a couple weeks ago. I was, oh, I was man. Very proud I, yeah, of you. Just, That's what I like to tell myself. <laughs> Oh God! I remember some more of those things now. It just popped in my head. That's funny. <laughs> what things? Remember? No, remember the one I told you about uh, nicknames for your coworkers, like Kit oh, Kat. Yeah, yeah. Guy that always wants a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there's motion light. The guy only starts working when someone. It sees someone. <laughs> I heard something. Did I hear something? Oh, no. You told me that earlier, didn't you? Yeah. You said it. Yeah. When you were like, uh, yeah, if you're, you know, a construction worker or something, don't ever let anybody see you just standing around. Like always point at something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> always point at something. <laughs> Take a pull noodle up and put a pull noodle oh, down. Oh, God. <sighs> I'm going to use that next time that's I'm just, on your shoot site. It's <laughs> the same pull noodle. <laughs> Start pointing at shit. So, dude, I don't know. He's just been pointing at shit for the last oh. three hours. <laughs> Why are your pull noodles labeled, AJ? Well, that way I know that they're not using the same pull noodle and they're actually doing something. I don't have pull noodles anymore. <laughs> I lied. I got one box left. Uh, You know what? We used it. So at Octoblast, like I I think I finally conceded that the pool noodle does have a use. So using 20 with a single 22 and you know, this, this new rack layout thing, I know we're departing again from the topic, but Hey, that's the name of the game here. Um, (laughs) Using one, you know, one full pool noodle 
I guess, you know, and not the two halves, but just like the whole shebang and then jamming a 22 in there, putting that in one chamber that works pretty well. Or you know, it's even better. <clears throat> you get those little drop in pieces. Yeah. Let's brag about the drop in pieces. What are we talking about? Uh-huh. You know, I Brian made some. those drop-in pieces for I know, me. I want yeah, some. I know he oh. did. But like, I'm a little salty because, well, I'm actually not salty at all because, you know, he like made me a whole bunch and he made them basically for free <laughs> back in that's, 2020. That's why but I've I remember so them. The, the L piece, the L piece one's a real nice one though, but I, I think he just, he had a shortage of aluminum that year. So he just, he made too. a whole bunch of the, like the real small ones that, they're not even the L piece anymore. It's just they're the one U that you shade, just they drop, drop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. drop, drop right pain. in the bottom. Yeah. Oh, I was talking pain. about the ones that slide in that you can pull. Oh, I know what down. you're talking okay. about. Okay. I'm telling I'm you why I'm sure. salty because the the one he gave me a full box of the little U shaped ones. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm forever grateful, <laughs> but the uh, the L shaped ones are great. I completely agree. Super easy in, super easy out. But you know, that's what you're saying, <laughs> what right? You With the 22, <laughs> throw one in and then throw a little ball in there. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming at you, girl. I would oh. like me about 50 of them, that's for sure. You're going to want more than that. I, I mainly got them for Skywars so we could use them for like all the cake shots I ripped apart because it, it yeah, allows us for support. But then after that, it was like doing so the wedding convenient. today. I was like, oh, I was like, look, this works out perfect. I don't need pull noodles for these. I can just drop one of these in and use the ball. Bo's ball. Yeah, exactly. You, you can use now. Bo's balls on two of them, can't you? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> you just blew my mind. Yeah, can't fit well, two of those in there. That's what she said. Oh, I think he means two twenty twos with your ball. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe I. Maybe you're right. Yeah, Experience. Yeah. Experience. Huh. You haven't lived till you put two on the yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be a, a bit of a contortionist to get the angle right, but. Once it's right, you're in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little tight. <laughs> but it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I guess. Yep. No, do you really, need plates. We need lots yeah. of plates. Thanks, AJ, for reminding me. Neither that or he's got to hire on a, a, a welding guy to just, you know, weld a plate to the bottom of every single chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, stop using hollow the, tube and do. Let's get the cost of those tubes. racks up another eighty or ninety dollars <laughs> per tube. No, per tube. <laughs> no, but I completely agree. Those those L brackets are nice. But, um, dude, even narrow shoot sites though. Hey, if hold you on. Don't, make a mark. I, make a mark. My computer. Why? Just what did are we marking here? Did what? Man. What am I footnoting? I saw a little like note pop up. Okay, hold on. Uh, I heard it go. Ooh. Did you hear that? You heard it too, then, right? I did. He's did it give you a message? It just, I, well, it was in the corner of my eye. I looked over and I caught it last second, but it was in the Coolio same location as the other one. Emergency, forty-two minutes and nine seconds. Julio, <laughs> the A is silent. The A is silent. <laughs> Um, narrow shoot sites though, right? You know, like we were talking about Nate earlier and how, you know, I, I think anything, I guess this applies to anybody, right? And wherever you're used to shooting, right? It, it, it's a unique experience first few times or hell, it might be a unique experience every time if, you know, you look at it through a, a design perspective, you know, um, or at least a portion of it 
is unique because that's unique to you. But the site itself, right? You know, moving like if I went to to Nate and shot on that same property that that he shoots on, I mean, that would be a, an extremely unique experience for me. I'm because I'm not used to doing really narrow sites like that. So it is a it's a it's a challenge to see what you can accomplish in unique shows. Yeah. That's true. I guess this year I didn't, that's a good way of pointing. It. I didn't think about it this year because uh, we did the uh, Mr. Red, White and Blue song at three different locations and each one was a different size field. So we had to design it for each one of those fields, which is the hardest part because we made it for the biggest one first and then had to scale it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was actually, I didn't think about it that way. That was something unique, I guess, doing this year. That's got to be a unique workflow entirely taking this and going, okay. Hmm. How do right. we shave I gotta take a thousand dollars six or off seven the positions out of this? thousand dollars or two. Oh no, it was the same amount of positions. It was just, yeah. we scooted them in closer and I couldn't <laughs> use, I couldn't angle his stuff out as far and things like that. So everything had to go in or something had to change. Oh, she's a fat lady. Those shapings are really bloated in the middle now. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool doing that. Um, I mean, your guys' stuff this year, doing the DMX stuff, that's really been, I don't know, watching your guys' shows with that stuff, it really gives that whole uniqueness because it's something else that you can bring and it gives you another another field of vision to play with. mm Mm-hmm. So I, and I, I think, um, by the time you guys you know, are done learning it all and have all the yeah. goes, I can just load it into my computer then and be like, see, perfect. Thanks for all the information guys. Thanks for doing all the dirty work. Can I borrow all your guys' DMX? <laughs> How many bar lights you need more? I got some cables. How many bar lights you need more? Matter um, of fact, can I just borrow your cables too? <laughs> yeah. I asked Jamie, um, before we met last week, I was like, Hey, uh, can I, uh, borrow like I asked to borrow the brackets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I just brought you the know. lights. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing uh, I didn't bring you the ledge lights. I guarantee those would have been incorporated mm, in the show. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I can't believe um, when I was testing the Simpty feeds for that. So you know, I, I have the way that this entire thing is being run is really it's it's really different. I mean, I'm I'm taking. I'm taking the Simpty feed, right? I've, I've got my session, my show session in Reaper, which has a Simpty feed going out to the 18R2. And the 18R2 is on pyro duty, but it's also on DMX duty. I did that, some of that design in Finale. Now, the Finale workflow for DMX is cool and it's different because you know, it, you're working it from the visual aspect, right? And the timeline aspect, where, but the traditional lighting workflow isn't that. And I'm not used to that traditional lighting workflow. Um, I've got a little USB, you know, 512 channel universe um, controller that I've been trying to learn. And this was really an opportunity to kind of step outside of what I'm, I guess, the workflow that I was used to in Finale and start learning the real workflow for lighting. I say real workflow, like finale isn't one, but that's, you know, not totally true. It's just a you know different way to skin a horse, I guess. But, you know, there's limitations with what these firing systems can do, right? You don't have access to 
dimming. Um, you don't have, I mean, you do have access to like, you know, if you take our bar lights, our Rockville bar lights, for example, you know, that these things have 24 LEDs on them and we use them in nine channel mode. You know, when I sent that original request to, to Will, you know, back before I knew how to code any fixtures in finale, you know, I, he asked me, he was like, Hey, which, you know, which personality do you want to use? And I told him the nine channel, which is basically, you know, your entire bar is just, it's just your different colors, right? You can turn on blue, for example, or green or pink or what have you. But the higher channel capabilities inside the fixture give you access to some really, really, really insane possibilities. Like we're talking every little, you know, every LED is individually controlled with these higher channel fixtures. But like the workflow and finale, it would take you as if it doesn't already take a billion years to do DMX design. Because if you, if you've ever wondered what DMX design and finale is like, imagine a super high count single shot show times 10 times (laughs) infinity, because that's exactly (laughs) what you're looking at almost all the time. Um, But using traditional lighting software, you can take control of all of these different possibilities inside your fixtures easily. You can use you know the algorithmic workflow inside those programs to create really cool chases and really neat color mixtures and palettes. It's just it's it's really insane. So this is a really long way of saying the way that I'm controlling this show. I've got DMX on the float that's being controlled by the firing system by Cobra, but I've also got an additional probably another. I, I guess would which would probably equate to twice the number of cues that's on the firing system, just because I'm using them in high channel mode outside of that. So I'm going to have the laptop running the show, and then there's two feeds coming out of the laptop. There's a simpy feed that's going to the Cobra that's controlling all of the DMX and the pyro, or some of the DMX and the pyro. And then I'm going to have a MIDI, I got a MIDI timeline on in my session that basically just triggers scenes in the DMX. So it's going to be very interesting. I if if this works, this will probably be one of the most it'll definitely be one of the most complex setups that's kind of been hodgepodged together to try to work. And I really really hope it worked because testing last week when we were just doing the firing system stuff was bleh, it was abysmal. It was bad. Well, it's all new to you. This is something completely different. So this is going to be like your first show all over again. It's a learning yeah. experience well, the whole way through. I mean, you know I how to use the system, but getting everything to work the way you want it. Yeah. It's I mean, be like the, the DMX on the firing system stuff last week was, was crazy. Right. I, I mean, I like I've, I think officially now, I think I've used the bar lights in what four shows and they're, they're, complex shows, right? There's four different shows and where I've used DMX to some degree. And, you know, like I'm familiar with the workflow. So I got there, we got everything set up and I thought for sure, you know, just hit play and go. Um, And then, you know, you just, you forget stupid stuff. You know, I I did, I sat down at the table and for like, you know, because we hit play and then all of a sudden, like the movers were going, the moving heads were, were going, everything was fine. Thank God I didn't have to code new fixtures for those. That's why I told Brian, those guys, I'm like, Hey, 
exactly how much power do we have at our disposal? And they're like, why? It's like, well, because I'm going to bring seven or eight, you know, 230 watt moving heads that pull like, you know, three to four amps a piece. Uh, can we do it? <laughs> and they're like, well, I guess we could just bring more generators. Perfect. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like we put the bar lights on the stinking float and like, I just felt like an ass for probably, I don't know, an hour and a half because like I'm, I'm sitting there trying to figure out for the life of me, what's wrong with bar lights because like they wouldn't perform at all. It wasn't like Octoblast, Jamie, where, you know, we're trying to troubleshoot half of the field, right? Like, yeah, at least there when you're, yeah, at least there on the field, when you're looking at everything, you're like, okay, um, we know that the signal split in half, the right side of the field works. The left side doesn't, we know where everything originates. Um, you know, let's think about this for a second and then boom, it's like bad DMX cable. Well, in this case, I had two separate universes with the bar lights on them and neither of them worked. They were doing nothing. So I'm like, oh God, what was it? And then sure as sure shit, like, um, I don't know, call it 45 minutes to an hour and a half later. Um, I'm looking at the <laughs> script and I'm like, you know what? I forgot the reset command at the beginning of the script. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I guess it's better to figure that out than, you know, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Don't forget yep. the reset command at the end too, so they don't just start doing their own random yeah, crap. No kidding. Uh-huh. Well, going well, back on what you said earlier about the um, the DMX being like a high Q count and how much you know harder it is to do in Finale 3D, but once you have those presets, is it does it become easier? Uh, Imagine it, if you had to breathe, you would constantly have to say, "Okay, breathe, breathe out. Okay, breathe in." Yeah, you mean every if you're time you doing want the light like to the, do something, you got to tell it to do it. Yeah. So, I for example, um, so you, you just don't have an option of on, off, on, off, on, off kind of no, thing. No, you, you do. Have to, uh, you, you absolutely have control over all of that. I think if there's one feature that I would, I, if you want the a light to like, blink on beat, it's a lot more scripting. Yeah, it's manual, but like there's things that you can do. Where, you know, if you create like a really cool uh, run, like the talking, the talking mouth stuff, like the Knight Rider type deal, you know, that we do with the bar lights to get like the speaking effect. For that, I have like two presets that I saved that are basically just runs um, that are that. So I can take that entire grouping and preset and drop it on the timeline. You have to create a preset that exactly fits the number of positions that you have on the field. So that's the only gripe that I have about, because if you could create really cool shapings and presets, you know how like Brian was saying, um, you know, before where he's like, Oh, you know, you can do single shot runs and then you can just save the whole run as, you know, like a, like a macro and then, you know, save it for later and then come back and throw it in thing and boom, you got the same thing and you don't have to do anything, but drop one item on your timeline. That's more or less what you can do um, with DMX. However, if you have a seven position field and you do that, create a preset, and then you try to drop that seven position preset into a nine position field or vice versa, it's usually the other one that doesn't work, right? You take the nine position, drop it on a seven, and then it doesn't work, does not compute. Um, so it's just, it, it's kind of a pain when it comes to trying to do stuff 
manually with DMX because you really do have to, I mean, it's, it is a single shot workload yeah. on steroids. It's like doing tons and tons and tons of parabolics. You're, you're scripting multi positions at the same time repetitively over and over again. And it's finale, not just does it position. show it as two separate things? Like, can you toggle between DMX and pyro? So that way it doesn't yeah. fill up the time. Yeah, you can. I mean, they've got, there's compartmentalization features in finale that kind of allow you to, you know, you can go pull up your position window and go, Hey, I only want to see my, my DMX positions. Or, you know, I only want to see my moving head positions, or I only want to see my bar light positions, or I only want to see my single shot positions, you know, and it will do that. Um, so on the timeline, <laughs> you can take that stuff and group it. So, you know, your timeline doesn't get super, super, super disorganized. Now, with that said, I'm actually really glad you brought this up because mm-hmm. this was kind of like, I was thinking about this the other day. When you're inside of a group, if you're editing something inside of a group, you only see the items that are inside that group. So from a design and a creative context, I always find myself having to exit the group and take a mental snapshot of what's going on or try to take a little mental movie of, of what's going on in the field before I go back into the group and edit it. You know, I, I think if, if Will or um, Drew were here, they'd probably say, oh, well, just, you know, edit all of that shit outside of the group explode it on the timeline and then do you do all of your edits and then put it back together as a group. But that doesn't necessarily solve the, um, you know, the cluttered timeline view at that point. If that makes sense. Sort of not really. Cause I, <laughs> I don't know 3d. <laughs> Can you do grouping and show some, there is something called grouping, but I don't know what it is and I've never used it. There's probably a few features in there that I've read about, but I'm like, I don't know what that is. So I'm just going to stay away from it. Yeah. It's interesting, man. Um, you know, I, I feel like we've, I personally, I feel like I've learned a lot with, you know, like the DMX workflows is really cool. And, you know, I've, I've never bought into that whole, you know, keep your chocolate out of my peanut butter kind of stuff, because I, I think that there are, um, there are, plenty of great ways to make a show unique and stand out and, and use just about any visual effect that you can get. I mean, I, I think from, you know, we use fireworks to, to create really cool pictures and obviously, you know, we kind of live in the fireworks world, but I don't think that that means by any stretch of the imagination that, you know, we're limited to fireworks to create a really cool, pleasing experience, right? A visual experience. You know, just look at like, look at DEF CON, just look at DEF CON over Europe. I mean, my God, that's, they're using everything. They're using live performance. They're using lighting. They're using set pieces. They're using pyro. They use everything. I mean, sound, positioning, LSD, drugs. (laughs) Their creativity hath no limits. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also probably like millions and millions of dollars in DMX in there. Oh yeah, equipment. The best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. You should go work for them. Yeah. I don't know if they'd so hire us. 
I don't know if they'd hire us. Actually, <laughs> the, the hyper musical would fit in perfect with that kind of music. I think it would, but I think the uh, LD, the lighting designer, would come up and go, he's like, hey, um, you going to give me a chance to shoot, uh, to like blink any of my lights here? Can <laughs> 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 you give me a chance to blink any of my fucking lights? Only he's going to say it in uh, Swedish. <laughs> Now, I think AJ and the lighting design guy would, you know, do that uh, standoff, you know, crunk dance where, you know, AJ shoots his stuff and he pauses. Well, you got, and he comes back with bling, 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 bling. And he's like, well, you got, and AJ's like, watch this. <laughs> you guys ever shot uh, super, super, super narrow sights? Like super narrow. I'm talking it's just four foot wide. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I guess for a second here, I forgot who I was talking to. It's true. <laughs> he holds the record He's for not the most kidding. narrow shoot site ever. But uh-huh. he had all the room to shoot left and right, though. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think. I think the smallest one I have is. Oh no, I guess a slight smaller than that. That's only what 200 and I guess not cuz I can shoot over the road the whole time too. I don't know. I don't really have a I've never shot a small one actually. Everywhere we've ever shot it's always been a um open area. Limitations endless. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that you field? can't shoot like 70 degrees on the outer <laughs> positions outwards. <laughs> you can shoot 70 degrees from like the far left to the far right side, but not on the left side <laughs> shooting left. <laughs> then maybe you can't do that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there you go. It's yeah. just like Sky Wars just narrowed it down to like 250 feet and that's all you get. And so there's still <laughs> trees on both sides is what you got to look yeah. at it. What about yourself? Thank you. Uh, probably the rooftop ball games, I would think. Um, parking garage. Because it was, but, and it's I, not even a pirate musical, though. There was really no design to it. It's really just, you know, it was a matter of keeping the flow going, but everything was out of the back of a trailer, you know, single position for the most part. We did have, we did separate the one three cakes from the one four cakes. Um, one four caves kept in the back of the trailer. One three caves, we had to give a little room to breathe, but you know, not super big effects. Definitely not a huge footprint. Um, but it's you know, it it's a challenge and it's unique because you're trying to you're trying to make the most of the flow. But like I I would get really like after the second one, first one was really well done. Second one, I screwed up the the timing on the finale. One of the one three cakes was labeled as a, um, I think it was labeled as like a 10 second cake and it wound up being 30 seconds. Um, so it was just, it was like, yeah, you know, it's nothing, nothing gets you down more, I guess, than watching your finale, like the one piece that you, you almost always work backwards from it, trying to find the perfect cakes to put here and there. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, well that was just terrible. And that looked nothing like what it was supposed to look like. Not what I had in my head. Not at all. Kind of love the Energizer finale. Just well, I mean, keeps I, going, going. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I know. I, 
I stopped using canister shells in the end of my finale just for that specific uh, specific reason. Pacific. <laughs> wow, Pacific! Look at you. <laughs> it's my trademark. That's right. Just own it, baby. Wear it like a badge of honor. I do. It's okay. Yeah, the the canister shells. I mean, do you feel like you just you, even when you match? Oh, I've nope. never matched every one of them. I usually just run fast fuse down the down yeah, there, all the yeah. rows and let them go. And there's always that one, two, or three that just like out of nowhere. You're like, oh, okay, could stop anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so after the last time, I was like, mm, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> so when you said um, narrow suits, I was thinking pyro musical, but uh, shooting yeah, that show I don't, with Doug at and that's very narrow because you're shooting between trees like through trees pretty much like you have small mm-hmm. openings that you have to put these pods in to shoot them straight up and that shoot sites tiny. So everything yeah. has to be layered in that show. Hmm. Well, I, and that's, I, that's good, man. Unique experiences. You know, obviously they're, they're memorable, but you know, they typically breed some form of um, knowledge. Yeah, like knowledge and and you know, like you, you remember the stuff that kind of sucked about a a certain specific, um, I don't want, I'm not not segment, but a certain quality of the show, right? And whether it's something that you believe that you can take away from it and learn from and do better the next time to apply that knowledge elsewhere, be it on the same kind of show or in general there's always learning experiences to be had. And I think, you know, a lot of, um, a, a lot of pyro and pyro musical and design and, and execution relies on your ability to, to recognize that and, and understand it's like, okay, I understand exactly, um, you know, what kind of experience I had here at this unique site. And now I've got some, some knowledge for next time. Hello. Hello. That was weird. I was like, um, I actually had the mic on mute because my kid opened the door and was like screaming and I'm like, oh, oh that's going to kill me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like running by the door. I'm like, close your damn door. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cats, cats have busted in here three times. Katie's been a champ though. She came home from, came home from bowling and didn't even say hi. Bowling? Yeah, she's bowling with my, uh, so my mom actually, mom got her in to sub in her league in previous years, but Katie's, she's in it now. She's a member of the league. Never mind, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> she'll listen to me like four dollars, uh, <laughs> four dollar amaretto <laughs> sours at the bowling alley. Looking forward to not having anything to do next Wednesday. Let's go. I mean, you know, your life's pretty sad when you go get plastered at the bowling alley. <laughs> I mean, if you're bowling. <laughs> what if you're okay. not bowling? Is it worse if you're not bowling? Uh, does it, I don't does know. Does it matter? I like to think no. Arcade and getting drunk. No, that's good. Nah. I don't know if you guys have. Yeah, yeah. the place you guys went to. They have alcohol there. That uh, is that the one Jamie and I went bowling at? No, wait, what? Do, what's the place we all went and got COVID at? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, you can drink there, right? Oh boy! Oh yeah! Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a there's something very similar to that out here, um, but that place like you can walk around. They walk around and like order. You can order shots and stuff like that as you're playing mm-hmm. video games. Mm. 
But there's no like uh, like main rides in there. But all Twilight the casinos. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the big boy arcade ones, like the screens the size of like your bedroom wall, and you hold guns and you get in machines and stuff to do it. <laughs> yeah, they got yeah. they get the machine in the back. We go back there, and there's like you know the game where you just pick up balls and throw them, and like nobody is wiping down anything. They had the one, you know, I think it was Jason. Jason walked up to that one that had the pull down VR goggles. Yeah. He put him on his face. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's happening. This I, the people that work there though probably had the strongest immune systems any human being. I think we all got him. We took the picture together when we uh, all piled in a little thing. I think that's right then and there. It was like, all right. There's definitely COVID in here and we're sucking it in. Dude, I, there's probably no environment where that was the, maybe the one environment ever that you'd go to and maybe none of us gave it to each other. Maybe we all got it from some random thing that we touched that night. <laughs> what are the odds? Probably pretty high because that yeah. place was disgusting. <laughs> I mean, most of those places are. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's see here. Um, Jamie, you got anything else on uh, unique show experiences? No, I'm pretty boring. Uh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I, th- there's something to be said for, you know, um, any one designer or any one pyrotechnician or, you know, lead shooter or anybody who kind of goes out and finds something unique about every site. Because I, truly believe that you can have that kind of mindset too. You know, no two shows are ever the same. I mean, that's true. It's just, do you find any one particular show more unique than another one? And I think those are memorable ones, usually. Yeah, those are usually the ones with bigger budgets. (laughs) (laughs) Or bigger fireballs. (laughs) (laughs) Because then you can do a lot more and you're like, all right, I had the money to be a little more open in this. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, small got, budget shows kind of. Yeah. You're like, I guess those limited. can be unique too, but those are the ones that I typically like to forget. <laughs> <laughs> Not your best work though. I know. What's this? What's a small budget to you though? Uh, Match product only. Match and product. Mm. You know what? The OPAG's 20th anniversary show was unique in the fact that at the time, prices hadn't really gone up. I mean, this is probably circa, what, 2018, I think. But I mean, I was used to, you know, two or $3,000 budgets um, for you know, my typical one song hyper musical. So I, I wanted to pick, I, I wound up to, I think that year I did uh, Lindsey Sterling's shatter me for the finale song in there, but only had a thousand bucks and, you know, talk about taking as many liberties as humanly possible to try to stretch a thousand dollars worth of one, four pro and some one, three over like four minutes. Yeah, that's uh, five. Was four minutes? Oh, it is, isn't it? I think that's the song was about four minutes, you and didn't I'm chop not. It at all? I don't think I chopped it at the time. I don't think I did. Um, 
don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to it. I don't believe I did, but I tell you what, it was challenging. I believe you. You know, because it's like, it was cool because... But a thousand in 2017 is like almost two now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but, I, you know, at the time, I just, I remember looking at that going, oh my gosh, this is going to be rough. You know, this, it's going to be rough to take, to get this much stuff. But I think that was the first time that I was really like, okay, how can I, how can I pick effects that are going to take up twice as much time in the perceivable universe and get through this thing and make it look like, you know, I was doing something quick. And that's when I was like, Oh, you know what? Strobe. Perfect. Um, you know, super long burning effect, but it was really nice. You just use, I think the vast majority of the low level effects throughout that show were all, were all strobe. Yeah. I think you had a, most of it was like, it was a lot of white and silver if I remember right. Mm-hmm. I think the dominators at the time, I, I want to say that they only had the the white strobe and the red strobe. Um, I used a few slices. Uh, uh, I think I, you used the five point cake. Yes, you, I used yeah. five point cakes. That, that was the brocade. That was one of the few brocade cakes have been that. That and the one three, like those got a well shells. Cause I like the entirety of that show came from RKM. And those God of Wealth brocades are just beautiful. Yeah, I like those things. I use them yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And this real nice, super cool green strobing pistol. Um, Chef's kiss. Maybe they have different ones. Then. So the God of Wealth I was shooting is a, it's just a brocade or like a flowering really? brocade. Huh. Yeah, I think the, uh, interesting. I have to go back. I'll have to go look. I don't think I've shot one since I would say probably that show. Huh. So cool. it, was a th- it was a thousand bucks, one three and one four? Yeah, it was a thousand bucks, one three and one four. Well, I thought those were 62s in the show. That's funny. <laughs> there were. There were 62s oh, okay. in the show. But so what I did was I backlogged all the one three into the finale, right? Because I wanted to, like, I wanted to, I kept eyes down, you know, remotely within the one four spectrum throughout the vast majority of the show. And then, you know, right when it came down the home stretch to the finale and things started to build up, that's when I kind of threw up the God of Wells. And I think I had a few brocade chains, you know, just said like the, just the classic brocade wash at the end of the show. But we definitely had the field for it and the perspective we definitely had, right? Because out at the Ross County Fairground, you know, when you're sitting in the grandstands, the one three is so far from you when you're when you're watching the show. You know, the one four we could bring into um, the track and into the infield, so it, cre- it like created this really, really in your face um, one four experience. It just enough, just enough to make it look big, right? But the one three, way far out there. So it was kind of, I probably could have used the one three a little differently, but I just, I didn't feel like I had the budget for it even then, you know, it's as soon as I saw those God of Wells, I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to have those. And I'm like, Oh my word, there goes 9% of the budget. Every time I use one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One, three shells are definitely, I mean, they both, you use that for your uppers, but your single shots cost just as much once you start adding them up. Click, 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 and you're like, there's a shell, click, 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 there's a shell. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Oh, no, the one we did in uh, Creston last year. That was, oh, wait, no, was it? Yeah, it was last year. That was just over a thousand bucks match and product. Mm, and that wow. was two minutes and 20 something seconds. And that was yeah. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> thousand bucks and you know anytime in the last probably think, three years would be extremely challenging i think it was 1100 wow but the opening was very 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 slow so it was like a drag out and then it just yeah. picked up so but that was it's difficult <laughs> i do you feel like you did a good job of of building that even though you thought it was slow i mean do you feel like you know, if you're perceiving that as a standard spectator, right? That's still, oh yeah. I think that's still like digested really cool because how often do, you know, spectators really see the slow stuff to music? I, I don't think, I think they do in the sense that, you know, shell shows are slow, but even then I don't even think shell shows create the same kinds of pictures that, you know, really nice, you know, elongated, like elongated horsetail effects do or, you know, any kind of falling leaves and stuff like that. They just like, you see that, but it's really spotty and intermittent. Like you don't necessarily see it in the context of a musical. No, I think I did good on that one. just because I opened it up where it just, it was, your vision was mainly right in front of you. There was Mm -hmm. no effects going off. It was just, everything was 15 feet and down in your vision for the first little bit of the song. And then right as the song's about to come into that main vocal part where it starts actually singing, I go up in the air now. Down low, I have flames to kind of give you that illumination that you see because you're looking up at the shells, but you still see the illumination down below. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't give you blackness. You know, it kind of gives you still something. And I use the shells to keep the song going. And then, of course, you know, do your hits as you build up the song. And the more you more yeah. you build up, just kept going more and more. Like you said, you use it more towards the end. Yeah. That's how we had to do it for uh, that year. So that's why we chose that song, too. Because it was like, oh, well, opening, we can really chill. <laughs> <laughs> In <laughs> fact, let's a- take that opening and then uh, <laughs> cut it and we'll use it twice. <laughs> but that was, like I said, that was hard this year when we did uh, the Mr. Red, White, and Blue song because it's you know got a little clip in the in the beginning where it's kind of slow but then it gets hard again there's a huge solo in that song so mm-hmm. like you follow all this stuff and it's like all right great plano's got the budget but then when we go and do it at creston we're like oh, okay half the budget <laughs> same <laughs> song <laughs> and that's what i'm talking about you got to like redesign something or like slow something yeah. down or use different kind of shells yeah. yeah and it's man. hard when you're like, I already did it this once on the big one. Now it's like, uh, okay, what can we take out? I remember even sending it to, to Doug and I was like, hey, um, tell me what I can take out. What would you <laughs> I don't remove? know what else to take if out. If you man. were me, what would you remove? <laughs> and he sent huh. back, he's like, uh, I don't think anything. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're over budget. <laughs> we'll just call it over budget. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting, man. But I think you know, being able uh, being able to do, there's something to be said for being able to do that and and maintaining a, a solid flow. Because if you can keep that flow going through throughout in the entirety, and it just creates this this story, you know, from beginning to end, then 
you know, you've made, you, you've created something unique, even, you know, even if you're completely devoid of the money to do it justice. Mm-hmm. Totally true. It's like the wedding I have coming up. <clears throat> I went as light as, even though I, oh, I'm so sick of that song already. <laughs> yeah, you got to use it. We got to get you a new playlist. It's not by choice, <laughs> but just uh, that that's not a lot. It's a small shoot site, something just trying to make it visual because I know mm-hmm. everyone that's going to be at that party. This is going to be the first time they're introduced into anything that's a pyro musical. So anything that follows a song to them is just going to look like, oh my God. Then again, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> hoping to get more accounts from this too. So you don't want to like, just, you know, give them the big shabam this first time. Cause then they're going to want you back. You got to build it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little more then a little more. That way <laughs> Third wedding. They're going to be like, man, this guy's <clears throat> tired. Give us the other dude. <laughs> no, wait, no, no, no. You, you do this one, you know, and the next guy's like, Oh, I want that. And the next one, all right. Yeah. Five thousand more. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you it's go. a real question. Sell it, it baby. Bar? And, yeah, and then, then hey, is it um, open bar? I don't know. I'm sure after we're done shooting and everything, there could be an open bar. <laughs> <laughs> Come walking in, our shirts on, smelling like sulfur. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you'll be a rock star at that point, so you're fine. Yeah, uh, this. I don't think this is going to be a fun one though, because I think I, Jamie or you, I can't remember which one I talked to. To load this show up, we're not allowed to drive on the grass. Yeah. So we have to, they're giving us golf carts with trailers on them, small trailers. So I have to empty from the trailer all the way to the shoot site, which is about a thousand to 1200 feet out and then drop some stuff, go all the way back to the trailer, pick up some more stuff. So it's like, like it'd be like at Skywars going all the way across one side of the field, coming all the way back dropping some stuff off, driving all the way back, back on again, again, picking some stuff up, going all the way across one side, coming all the way back again. <laughs> Jamie so, did that at Skywars with a gagway. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Terribly efficient. Terribly efficient. He was. <sighs> no, that's Take your scooter, be... take your scooter and then tear up the greenskeepers. Is it at a golf course? Uh, no, it's in Lake Geneva, like around the Where lake. Where did I get the golf course from? Actually, believe it or not, um, where is it? I got an email here. They even said, they sent out a letter about the grass and how it's your responsibility and you will be fined and da 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 da. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, where does it say? Mm, anyone that fails to follow directions and causes significant damage will be liable to cover at the fixes. Mm. This is for golf carts and trailers wear and tear. They will not hold a box truck or big vans. Uh, wow. Is this at a venue, at a wedding venue? No, it's in, this is... Or is this somebody's private property? Well, it's like all the neighbors agreed to it. Like it's their oh. backyard pretty much. Oh, interesting. Well, I uh, I sure hope that when that guy said, yeah, sure, you can use a golf cart. You know what? We'll even attach a trailer to the back of it. I hope you looked him in the eye and said, thank you. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just found out about this yesterday. <laughs> Your guy was if like, I, oh yeah, he's fine. He's got that. He'll do when that. I asked him, I'm like, hey, I'm like, can we drive on that that small road out there? He's like, oh, we can't drive in the grass. I'm like, oh, wish I didn't know that before I scripted the show. I 
definitely well, would have made it smaller <laughs> and I would have not done the wheel. <laughs> you did the wheel for a wedding? Dude, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I guess you're going to put a ring on it. <laughs> oh my God. Hey man, it's well, that's good. I like that. I see what you did there. Gosh. I see what you did there. There you go. That would have been a good I song. I think you're just bored, AJ. <laughs> I'm just bored. I think you're just bored. You need oh to find God. ways to incorporate that wheel into things now that Sky Wars is over. You should do fireworks on the golf carts while you're taking them out no, there. I actually there have 22s to use it now. That was the biggest thing. <laughs> <laughs> there was no 22s available. Now I got an abundance of 22s. I can use it as much as I want now. How many guys you got to uh, set it up? So I have Doug's daughter, Delissa, and her boyfriend, Kyle. And then um, another How are they guy with that, instructions? Huh? How are they with instructions? Oh, they're good. They're good? They know what they're doing. Okay. Not uh, mad ratchet strappers. Mad ratchet strappers. Mad ratchet strappers. Yeah, you don't have enough people to not click? Uh, <laughs> to not click <laughs> And then Three there's going to contact at all times. One other guy, John's going to be out there. And then, God, who else? And then whoever Pete's bringing for his crew or whatever. Hopefully one of those will help us lift the tower up, though, because I'm going to need two to lift it and then two to run around and tie off the uh, rides and straps real quick. One click. <laughs> one click. Not one two. One click goes a long not way. Three. One click. One. <laughs> One goes a long way. Please play circus music while you put the tower up again. No, <laughs> actually, that is a requirement from now on. I'm going to have to find someone to lift it because there's no way I can lift that with my sciatic. I can pull, but I can't lift. <laughs> uh, you need to go to the doctor. And they'll be Buddy. like, here, we'll give you some pain pills, some steroids, and, say, and go do some Okay, I got therapy. this. And then, then you ask him like, hey... Uh, how many of these is too many? And then when he gives you a number, you just don't take that many. Yeah. You're good to go. And then you can lift all the toilets and the, yeah. the towers. Until it finally want. just fully goes out and then I'm like paralyzed. Awesome. <laughs> but at least you won't feel it. Yeah. I like to be able to feel the pain actually. So that way I know if I'm like, I'm all right, body's telling me not to do this anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, I hope you... Have a very unique show experience. I'm sure you will. I'm sure it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. This one's going to be unique for sure. <laughs> Setup's yeah, going to be unique. Able to, not unique. being able to take the truck over there and drop your racks. That's going to be <laughs> uniquely annoying. Uh, not even just that. Uh, speaker equipment, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. I, 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 after I was told that yesterday, I was like, oh, man, that's a, that's a lot of trips. And that's a lot of trips on cleanup. <laughs> Charge Holy more. hell. Charge more. Charge more. I gave the I price mean, before I knew that. Uh, <laughs> Kyle and Delissa, man, they're, they're battle scar sciaticas are going to be hurting after this one. No way. They're too young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right, Jamie, any unique shows coming up? I've got nothing. When are you going to start planning for the... It's, well, we're not doing a show at Friendsgiving now. Did you say that? <laughs> you say that, he says. Hey, man, a few cakes is a show, uh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. 
how quickly this crowd can turn a few cakes into 400 cues. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Talent. I said a few cakes. and say you did, couldn't shoot talent. one by one. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah. bring four 30-shot cakes. I show up with like four 36-shot racks. <laughs> the new goal is going to become, all right, how can we use less match? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Actually, um, I did get, I think I told you, Bo, but I didn't tell Jamie. So I got that new match in, the, the yeah. replacement match. And so far, the testing I've done them, they're way louder. Like the the pop is there. I think mm. you saw the picture I sent you. The flame shoots out like it's supposed to. Yeah. But the test will be this Saturday. You know, I got yeah. 490, or I'm sorry, 598 cues. And that show, so we'll see how they do. That's great, man. I really, I really do hope that the <laughs> me too the new new batches <laughs> solve the problem, and and I hope that the consistency of that batch, because that little that picture that you sent, it it did it looked like a little flamethrower, um, but you know, only time will tell. Well, we'll tell you on Saturday. Either uh, tell me next year. show or they're like, what was Tell me that? next year. After you've got four or five uh, other shows underneath your, under your belt. You doing the Christmas tree lighting or the Christmas tree show this oh, year? Oh, no. no. No, you guys aren't doing it. Shoot. Man. If they did call, Doug didn't tell me because I remember telling him at Skywars. I just needed a break. That tree this yeah. one I'm doing, this was simple. It was a six hour script, but that one yeah. is detailed. Yeah. That's too much. <laughs> it's too hard to pick a tree to hit and consistently. Hit <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you want? I want that one. Fire. I got you. That was the you first year. The second year I hit the it was a I think it was a pear tree I hit. Or not a pear tree, it was an apple tree. <laughs> it was a partridge. <laughs> Man, that's a that's even harder to lose. At least a uh a fir tree, you know, that's a, that's a one and done, right? It gives a couple of seeds and off it goes. Apple tree. That's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. Julio. A Julio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I think we done. Uh, we done. Let's see. Anything. I don't know. I'll let you guys know how the parade goes. I think it'll be fun. Hopefully yes. the parade works. Sounds fun. I found out we have, a thousand feet before we get in position for show one, because we have two shows on route. We get to show position one, we shoot the show. And then, you know, I've got, I don't know, call it two minutes and 20 seconds in between show one and show two on the timeline. I had like this safety loop baked. And I think I told you guys about that last week. So I'm going to go to that again. But anyways, between show one and show two, safety loop in. I just asked Doug at the setup party this past week. He was like, Hey, just out of curiosity, how far is it from show site one to show site two? He's like, Oh, like 200 feet. I said, what? <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> I said, Brian, man, you better. Uh, he's like, Oh, I guess I'll put the truck in neutral. Oh, you're going to be riding the brakes. My man. Yeah. <laughs> riding the brakes between show one and show two. What the hell? Two hundred feet. <clears throat> I had what does no it make idea. a difference? So people can they see two hundred feet away. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, if you're down like if you're down the road two hundred feet away, well, I mean, it's prox effects. <laughs> oh, okay. You're not gonna know that there's yeah, you're not even gonna know there's pyro on that trailer until it's right in front of you. <laughs> oh, I thought you were shooting stuff off buildings too. We are. We got okay. two it's both both shows 
have uh, rooftop pyro incorporated in them too, but it's all prox effects there too. So, you know, again, Dude, nothing just going to be so massively cool. special. Yeah. Are you coming, Jamie? I can. I got to work. <sighs> yep. What if you were to get a convergent call? No, an urgent call to install an HVAC unit <laughs> in a business in downtown Chillicothe. Yeah, I was uh, fully planning on. Then I found out I was on call that day and I'm like, no. Mm. I'll send you some some of these videos for the DMX that I was testing. I Katie's a champ, dude. When I was up last night, the last two nights I've been sitting in the office programming like the traditional lighting effects with the you know non-finale software and i've got the bar light facing the wall and it's right next to the door and the door's open and it's like you know 12 to 12 to 1 30 or 2 in the morning and then it's just like a rave in here it's a freaking rave and she's All of a you hear the door bit. slam yeah uh -huh. bam oh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Katie, you don't understand. This is really cool. <laughs> uh, uh, wow, she is way cooler because Amber, I'm laying in bed and like playing on my phone for a minute when she's trying to sleep. She's like, she just gets up and like goes and she's like, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. I'm like, why? She's like, because I can't sleep with you playing on your phone. I'm like, well, if you close your eyes, then it's dark and you wouldn't see the light. Let's <laughs> get her on. Even get an ask for a warning. Things. Can you get off your phone? No, just get up, walk off. I'm like, oh, where are you going? Oh. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the couch. You know what you should do is next time she does that and she gets up and you're like, hey, where are you going? I'm going to sleep on the couch. And you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I got some room yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that'll go over really well. She'll be back. I can guarantee you she'll be back. She'll be like, guess who's not getting rack help now? <laughs> <laughs> or just say, do you want me to come out there with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I was just thinking. I was watching TV. I was just thinking the couch would be more comfortable myself to oh, play on my phone. <laughs> but honey, it's squeaky. <laughs> oh, oh, how unique of you. How unique of you. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking about it. Stop talking you about it. You stop talking about it.